Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. What's up, DBP? Hey. Today, we are talking about smoking in a different way than actual smoking. So our episode's called Up in Smoke. We're actually going to be talking about vaping and e-cigarettes. Now that there may be a ban on them coming up, mm-hmm. so why is that? And we are drinking Puyi Fume. Yeah, that's how you say it. We looked it up like five times. Yep, Puyi. Kind of sounds like poo. Ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it doesn't look like it. No. Which is why we're still going to yeah. drink it. So, Puyi Fume. It's a 2018. I'm opening. And it's from the Loire Valley in France. Yes, it is. Now, Sarah, can you please tell our DV peeps what grape is actually in this white wine? So it's actually Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Puyi Fume is always Sauvignon Blanc. Yep. So when you see Fume and Puyi. Puyi. Puyi Fume, Fume, that is Sauvignon Blanc. Not to be confused with... Puyi Fuse. Fuse. Because that is Chardonnay from Burgundy. So we learned today. Yeah. So Can completely, I yes, you may. Completely different. So if you are in the store, I mean, we were confused by this and we do wine all the time. If you are in the store <laughs> and you say you see Pu Puyi Fume next to a Puyi Fuse, they are entirely different things. Totally different grapes. You will be in for a rude awakening yeah. if you are expecting one or the other. So, it is a Sauvignon Blanc-based wine from the Loire Valley. Puy is short for Puy sur Loire, is the village where the wines come from. Mm -hmm. And Fume in blank is French for smoky. And that is why we are pairing it with our episode of... On smoking. Smoking. Um, And this is because there is a gunflint aroma that characterizes these local Sauvignon Blanc wines. And so this is usually referred to a French word meaning flint, Pierre et Fusil. I'm slaughtering this. Okay, can I don't think that you are. I think that sounded really good. <laughs> cheers. Salut. And it tastes like a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Uh, it's a little creamier. It does not taste as grassy. Yeah, so that is something characteristic of these wines. Yeah. Um, they are not going to be like your New Zealand Sauvignon oh God, Blanc. They're God. not going to be grassy. <laughs> they, um, for, the, for this region, that's not, if that's what you're looking for, that is not what you're going to get. Um, they're going to be more green fruit, lime, green apple, gooseberry. Didn't we talk about like, what that? what the hell is that? I think we talked about that before. Can you please tell me, has anyone ever had a gooseberry? No, but don't, they taste, they supposedly taste like some other berry that is much more, I don't know, much more well known. Regardless, we don't have them here or we aren't familiar with them here. So forget it. Forget it. It's very, forget it. Forget about it. But this is, yeah, 100% Sauvignon Blanc. And this is also, I think we've mentioned this before, but it is... Um, Robert Mondavi actually has his own Sauvignon Blanc and he decided to use like a marketing ploy Mm -hmm. and call his Sauvignon Blancs Fumé Blancs because it was a blend of Sauvignon Blanc, which is what 
Americans were used to. Yep. But it was also a blend with the French Pouilly Fumé. And so he thought, oh, I'm going to do this really nifty marketing scheme so that people will be enticed to purchase my wine because it's so fancy and French. I, it's still on the market. Other places, I think, call it Fumé Blanc, which is fine. Which is a great point because if you see that, that is not from France. It is not. So if you really want the French one, Pui Fumé. And I will tell you that you it's not easy to find. There's not that many of them on the shelf. No. We had a hard time finding it. Um, we I found that there was more Pui Fusé. Yes, that's true. Um, than the Fumé. But this one, I know, Sarah, when you looked, we you could only find ones that were like 30 bucks a bottle. Yes. This one that we have, so it's called Les Champs des Plantes. It kind of rhymes a little bit. But it's from the Blanchette family um, in the Loire Valley. And this one actually only costs $19.99 at Total Wine. Not bad. So actually really not bad. It's actually really good. Um, I am getting the minerality from the Oh, flint, totally, totally. And I totally. do get the smoke. Yes. Well, it was funny because when you were describing it, I smelled it and I was like, yeah, it smells like gunpowder. I mean, yeah. not really, but the way that it hits your nose, I think is as pungent and it, it literally stings the nostrils in a good way though. But just like, you know, gun, fresh, fresh fired gunpowder smells and well, it's like, so good. Riesling has that kind of like diesel fuel smell yes. sometimes. Mm-hmm. This is not as much, but. No, but it's good. So these are more complex, lush full-bodied and rich yeah richer than those sauvignon blancs that you're gonna get like from new zealand also yes we very well with food any like pretty much any type of food because they have such good acidity Mm -hmm. and they're so dry um that they can basically counterbalance a variety of dishes especially ethnic dishes like chinese Mexican, something spicy. 100%. Mm-hmm. I would actually um, equate this to what you just said, a Riesling. A dry German Riesling. Because it's super acidic and has those bright citrus notes. And just it totally crushes like any spice that you have. It complements it so well. The other wine that is part of the Loire Valley is Sancerre. Which we're not talking about today. But but that is also Sauvignon Blanc. Wanting to know. I, and then there's also the Chasselas. And what used to grow in the Loire, Loire Valley was actually Pinot Noir. Oh, you mean Burgundy wasn't the only place that grew Pinot Noir? And Gamay. Oh. And then Filixera hmm. came through, killed all that off, and they found that Sauvignon Blanc grew better when they used rootstock Ouch. to fix that problem. <laughs> so after... Stop playing with the wine. Uh, Jamie's uh, injuring herself with her wine opening. I don't need to do that. So after the 1860s, it was Sauvignon Blanc. Cool. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this, Sarah, but I really kind of like, now that I know this, of course, when I before I learned all of this, I was so annoyed because I was like, just tell me what the flipping grape is. Just tell me what it is. Because they don't put it, it is on that bottle. It does oh, say 100% yeah, this one's 100%, Sauvignon Blanc. It says 100% Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. So many places in France do not put the grape varietals on grape varietal or varietals on the label because no. they're known for each region is sort is of known, known for, for specific yeah. grapes like Vouvray is Chenin Blanc red burgundy's Pinot white burgundy is un oak chardonnay yeah, I mean yeah it's, it's it's brilliant when you think it about is, it it is really good 
the, the godfather of these wines is Didier Dagenot. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. That's fine. Anyways, he's an ex-motorcycle racer, didn't have any formal training in making wine, but he's the one who started barrel fermenting and aging. What year was that? You know, I... Like a motorcycle uh, racer? I think the 1980s. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was like, motorcycle racing, sure, I know Evil Knievel was doing it for a long time, but but I just just don't think that that was something from, you know, early on in France. He was called the wild man of Puyi. And now his son (laughs) has taken over. Uh, So... Yeah, so he's okay. one of the top producers, and so is the guy Gilles Blanchette. The one that we're yep, Gilles Blanchette. And so on his website, he says he began his winemaking venture in '91, and he only had three hectares of vineyards. Now it's th- 13 hectares, mm. uh, which is both Pouilly sur Loire, which is the Chasselas or Chassel. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna say it, and 12 hectares of Pouilly Fumé. So he's both the Chasselas and a little bit, not a ton of bit, but a little bit of the Chasselas and the majority Sauvignon Blanc. Cool. Um, The soil there is limestone and flint. Mm -hmm. And that's again with the whole flintiness, smokiness. Um, It seems well suited to grow Sauvignon Blanc, needless to say. So what are you getting on this right now? We got we got the flint, we got the smoke, we got the minerality, we got It's the, creamier than other Sauvignon Blancs that I would drink. It lacks any grassiness, which is fantastic. Yeah, there's none of that. It's like um, bright lemon. I am getting that green apple. Mm-hmm. Like a little Granny Smith, a little yeah. tartness there. Oh. So that high acidity. Uh, on the back of the bottle, it says notes of citrus and chalk. On the palate and hints of grapefruit on the nose, and that this is ideal with pork and rich seafood dishes or as served as an aperitif. Yeah, I'm not really getting the grapefruit to be honest. Mm, I'm not either. Ooh. I, I think it's primarily lemon, lime. The green apple is a great, uh, great descriptor. I am getting lime on the nose. There is citrus on the nose, but you do get it's it's not it's not in your face, but you get that smokiness, and there's a minerality to it. Yeah. Like, I could see this being really good with seafood. I think this is definitely my... Wow, this is so early in the episode. But I think that this is definitely the best way that I can enjoy Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. Wow. You've heard it here first. It's bold. It's a bold statement to make this Mm -hmm. early, I know. Mm -hmm. But anyway. All right. So uh, let's move on to our topic. Oh, yeah. Um, Sarah. From smoking wine to... from, From smoky wine to smoking... Well, we're specifically talking about vaping. That's true. Smoking is a whole... I don't want to say it's a whole other beast. It's a related beast. But in terms of a Venn diagram, like there is some overlap. But vaping is of its own category. I love that you just said in terms of a Venn diagram. (laughs) Can you picture it? You can picture the slight... The overlap there. That is the nerdiness in you that I love. (laughs) Thank you. That's why we're friends. In terms of the Venn diagram. Yes, Venn diagram. diagram. Yes. So what what exactly is vaping? E-cigarettes. So it's using e-cigarettes. So But it's not just. No, it's the act of inhaling. Uh-huh. From a weird device. Yeah. And exhaling aerosol, often referred to as vapor, which is produced usually by so yeah, yes. It can be produced by different 
device, but mm-hmm. most of the time people are using e-cigarettes. They So there's no actual tobacco smoke. It's just this aerosol, which people used to think, like, they think it could be water vapor, but it's not. The aerosol actually can have, like, a lot of toxic chemicals. You mean, like, all the toxic chemicals that are in nicotine like in cigarettes themselves right yes except that's the devil we know and this is the devil we don't know (laughs) that is such a great way to phrase this sarah yeah i mean we've been studying smoking cigarettes for years and you know we know these just came on the market in like 2007 right so these exactly 2007 and they thought that this would be a good way to help people quit smoking um I have an instead, instead okay. adults continue to smoke cigarettes and teenagers and kids are taking this up, which is like not a good thing. No, it doesn't help that they also are, I think, targeting those teenagers. And they're not regulated by the FDA. Let's just put that up. I there. know. So small side anecdote here really okay. quick. So in my job, my I job. do something related to... Isn't this your job, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, yes, this, yes, this is my job. I professionally drink wine <laughs> and hang out with one of my best friends, and this is what we do. Except this is we my don't job. actually get really paid for this. No, we don't get paid. We get paid in drinking wine. Exactly. Which we pay for ourselves, yep. but that's fine. Uh, neither here nor there. During my day job, <laughs> I do something where tobacco use has come across my desk more than once. Okay. Almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We do mention something, and we've looked into this whole like e-cigarette usage thing because the CDC really does not publish, and that's Centers for Disease Control, really does not publish information about e-cigarettes because they don't quite know how to classify shit. And just to what you said, you know, many people say that e-cigarettes don't produce produce tobacco smoke. I think it is a misconception that e-cigarettes do not contain nicotine, and that is by far the most important thing to consider for classification. Wait, and do they contain nicotine or other toxic chemicals? Well, both. Okay. So e-cigarettes will contain nicotine. And actually, I mean, there's another article that we found that actually states something that the amount of nicotine in one cartridge for a vape is more than the amount of nicotine in a full pack of cigarettes. That's insanity. No shit. I can't, I could not is believe it, it. Is it like... Okay, you don't get the nasty smell. Like, other people aren't annoyed because it's like... It's- oh, I would not go as far as saying other people are not annoyed. When I'm at a freaking outdoor concert yeah. and people vape and they literally don't bother to tilt their head up and blow that smoke up into the air, they decide to just blow it directly into the back of my head, I am like three seconds away from turning around and jacking them in the fucking face or in the balls. They're usually guys. But literally, that is what is going through my mind because yeah. it's so fucking rude and it still is annoying as heck. Um, anyway, sorry. Um. <laughs> but yes, I think that you're right. It's not the same smell. It's not the same stench that will stay on you and gets under your fingernails because you're not holding the cigarette and you're not, you know, like having to tap it or pack it or whatever. I remember learning all of this in D.A.R.E. So yeah. other things like... That you can vape from that are e-cigarettes would be like the pens, right? Yeah. And those can contain uh, THC or cannabis. Oh, and see, that's a whole other issue. Well, that's exactly. And the other thing I think that is confounding this even more so, as you said, the FDA does not regulate 
anything related to these e-cigarettes. They didn't quite anticipate the problems that have begun to occur because they didn't quite know what was going into it. But now they're finding that there are so many more toxic substances. And when you purchase a cartridge, you really don't have a sense of what is all included in there. So you might be thinking that you're paying, you're purchasing a THC, but there's other shit that goes into that. And I feel like you're really targeting kids because a lot of these are like good flavors. <laughs> yeah. Watermelon, strawberry, bubblegum, fruit loops. I swear I saw that somewhere. Is it hasn't so okay. These came out to help it was thought of. The thought was that people would help stop Smoking cigarettes. Right. But hasn't smoking everything increased? Well, I know for a fact that there has been a drastic increase in the amount of tobacco users with the middle and high school population. It went from 3.6 million to 4.9 million between 2017 and 2018. So in a year, we increased by 33%. It's disgusting. Small step back. So when you look at these devices, they're generally really, really small. Um, I Apparently, some of them are the size of a USB flash drive, which, you know, I have some itty-bitty ones, and I have some, you know, somewhat larger ones, yeah. which, fine. Here's one right here for you to look at. Yeah, so consider that kids nowadays in school probably have to carry around USB drives, whereas you and I had to carry around, like, floppy disks. <laughs> I don't even think I did that. You didn't? Those are the hard ones, the smaller ones. Oh, maybe I did. The floppy disks were the hard ones that were probably like three inches by three inches or something around there. And I used to have to carry that around with my different school papers. Yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. And so nowadays, kids have to do computer stuff. And so they probably carry on these USB drives, which means that these devices blend in much more with the stuff that they have to carry around in school. Mm-hmm. So it's more easily hidden, less detectable by adults in passing, right? Than a pack of cigarettes. Than a pack of cigarettes, for sure. For sure. Which also have a smell. That is also true. Like, and you consider you also have to bring, you have to have a lighter, mm-hmm. which I'm sure when you bring that into school, if you have metal detectors or something, like you can't like bring that in. I don't know. But regardless, the, there is a new company or a company that owns 72% of the market share of vaping products in the U.S. alone. Yes. Yeah, I've seen them everywhere. Have you? Yeah. So check this shit out. In October of last year, the FDA raided their headquarters. And then the and then Juul, the company, J-U-U-L, announced that they would stop selling the flavored pods in the stores and end social media marketing. That sounds really great, Wait, right? Why did they raid the headquarters? That seems. Like- I'm not sure what substantiated that, but suffice it to say that what they found is that there were some very unsavory marketing ploys going on there because they were 100% targeting the younger demographics. So rather than you know telling the government stepping in and saying nope, you have to end cease all operation, you're going to get fined a million dollars. I mean more than a million because I'm sure they've made more than that. So that was what they had to do, and they said that they would do that. But then, back in February, apparently, Marlboro, who is owned by Altria, I think, who I think also might own a winery or two, decided to invest $12.8 
billion dollars in the company. Okay. And they want to get Jewel into more stores with better shelf placement, which is in direct opposition to what the FDA demanded Jewel do back mm-hmm. in October, less than six months yeah. earlier. So I don't really know. That sounds like a really fucked up situation. Um, I think that the government definitely has the opportunity to step in and do something about it. But that was announced back in February. And have we seen that happen? No. <laughs> So that's about that situation. But there's been a lot more recent shit happening. Would you agree? Yeah. Are people dying? Yes. What What is that about? I mean, people die from cigarettes, but that's like after years of smoking and then you get heart disease, diabetes. Yes, you're right. Lung cancer. Esophageal, mouth cancer. You've seen the commercials. No, and it's awful. Like, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. However... If you smoke cigarettes for like a month, are you going to die? I mean, probably not. The answer is no. No. (laughs) Okay. However, how have these people from vaping been dying? Well, consider that vaping has been around for only 12 years. There are people that smoke for their entire lives. Like all of my grandparents. Not to mention, like, kids aren't going to die from smoking cigarettes. Like, they will die later down the road if they continue to smoke, and then they reap the havoc of cigarette smoking. Yeah. So these, because of that, I think, because of the information shared that there's way more nicotine in these cartridges than there are in... Way more nicotine, and I would assume, like, aerosol, probably not great to inhale. I would probably say that it's probably the other chemicals that are causing these, like, acute type of reactions. So, yeah. Like, do you know who the first person to die? Like, when was the first death? Uh, the first death was actually in Illinois, and it was in August. And so like, that was... Like a month ago? A month ago. Was the Well, first a month ever? and a half or maybe two months ago from when we're releasing this. That was the first ever. That was the first ever. Okay. And it was reported in that Illinois. That we know of. That we know of. Right. I, and the other thing, too, is that I'm, I would be curious if there were, you know, if there's more, if there are more questions being asked of your patients and also if, you know, they offer more information and they're investigating things a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Because, again, these have been around since 2007. I mean, I don't know the facts about how long this person, who was an adult, I don't know how long this person had actually been using um, vaping devices. But yes, so August was the very first one. And then Oregon was the second one. And then Minnesota and then Indiana and then on uh, California. And I believe that there was just a sixth one that was just announced. Yeah, so six, state, six deaths have been reported from six states. Yes. And there's also 380 cases of lung disease, lung illness. Yeah. So this is like severe shit, like almost, and from what I've read from some of the articles that have come out, and these are in kids, like there was one in Wisconsin, which actually really caught my attention, is this 20-year-old who was previously this amazing star athlete here, who all of a sudden, like very quickly progressed, he could not breathe. So his dad took him into the hospital, and they were like, holy fuck, like your lungs, like don't, like they can't function any longer. So he was put on all of it. He has not died, but he's been hospitalized and has essentially, he can't breathe on his own. His lungs are so diseased at the age of 20. So he's on a ventilator? I can't remember. I assume that he's on a ventilator. Hmm. He's on a lot of stupid shit. 
And it's like 20 years old. Could you imagine? No, that's crazy. I also saw this thing. Granted, it was on Facebook and I mean, it's Facebook. Uh, You know, people share a bunch of stories and you know, who the fuck knows what's real and what's not. But it was also somebody was packed up their daughter to take her across the country to college and on their way, they had their SUV, you know, packed to the gills basically oh i think i read this story yeah and so it turns out in route to college in colorado they took her to an urgent care center and what ended up happening is that they found that she actually had early pneumonia but it was something that was so severe and caused by some sort of bacteria or virus or something that everyone around her all of the nurses all the like all the providers even her family had to go in and wear masks and like take extra special precautions because they weren't quite sure what was causing this yeah but everything came up like red flags on the scans and so apparently she is the first case in colorado that is called it's a first confirmed case of what's called a sudden and severe lung illness due to vaping I'm sure there's going to be like a significant amount of codes that are developed because of that, that are billable. But this woman who posted this said, essentially is citing all the information that we found. Okay. You know, that, you know, these cigarettes are definitely targeted towards, um, towards adolescents, uh, high schoolers. And basically that, I guess the FDA is now making a demand that all e-cigarette makers have to submit apps applications to the FDA over the next 10 months. But the thing is, what's what's going to happen in 10 months? We've seen six cases confirmed at a minimum within a month and a half's time. August to mid-September when we found that information. So what's going to happen over the next 10 months? It's just incredible because we've already seen this drastic rise in use. 78% Increase in usage in high schoolers, 48% increased usage in middle schoolers. That is crazy. Isn't that bullshit? I can't even believe it. And that's the thing is that um, the, I also saw this article. I, I didn't read it. I saw this headline and it was something along the lines of like, Wisconsin brothers are the Walter Whites of vaping. Okay. And I, th- I mean, again, I did not read it, but it seems to insinuate that they are, you know, sort of the underground of the hookup, if you will, within the Wisconsin, Milwaukee area for vaping across these, these element or I guess middle and high school. So that it's just crazy. crazy. Unbelievable. So would you like some more? Um, I'll have a little bit more. Would you like some would more? You, would you like some I, Sarah, I am not smoking kidding. Some wine. smoking wine. I think this is my Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. I think this is it. I think that, you know, I've had a Sancerre before. Sorry, I'm going back to the wine already. Mm-hmm. I've had a Sancerre before. I didn't love it. But this was also, you know, five years ago before I really, you know, started cultivating my palate of wine. These flavors in Riesling are what made me like Riesling. These flavors in Sauvignon Blanc are what make me like Sauvignon Blanc. So are you going to be searching for Puyi Fusé? Fumé. No, not Fumé. Sorry. <laughs> Hell no. See? Hell I even, I no. even got it wrong. But I, it. I think, though, that this is... We read that it's typically oaked, right? 
Yeah. So that's, I think that's another reason why it's just a, a hint of creaminess, but not, not a lot. I don't want to come off and sound because y'all know that I hate yeah. oat Chardonnay for the most part. There are few exceptions. I know. I know. But you know, I think it's going out of style. So going back to our little... Uh, our vaping. Our vaping issue. Is anyone doing anything about this? I think that there are a lot of parents getting on fucking board and uh, starting to petition. But I know that um, in New York, the governor just passed a ban. Uh, didn't you... Did you say earlier Michigan are also Michigan's passed Michigan's already outlawed it. Yeah. So what does mm-hmm. that... Like, what does that mean? I saw something... Some article where it said that... You know, the, the vape the the vapes shop owners are now, they're like, well, we're going to go out of business. And it's like, did you think it was a long-term thing? Like, in my mind. Yeah. I'm like, did you not understand this was a fad? Maybe not. Also. But, I mean, it means they're, they, they're, they're, they can't sell it. Like, Michigan, it's not being sold there anymore. Good. It's done and done. Well, New did York you know. trying to follow suit. That's good. And have they, has it been enacted yet or did they just, they haven't like fully no, launched it? No, they're pursuing emergency regulations to ban the sale of flavored e-cigarettes. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I know I've seen advertisements, you know, just like the vape or smoke shops that I've driven past that say like video games and it's yeah. like, well, obviously you're attracting, you know, younger population. My right. God. It's, it is actually, it is such a horrible thing that there is a market that there are people that are like, I'm going to fucking do this. Yep. This seems like the best business venture that I yep. can really get my hands into. Marketing and damaging the bodies of the youth of America. That's crazy. What else is happening? Trump. What is Trump doing? trying to ban it completely. He's putting out some very strong recommendations Okay. Regarding the use of e-cigarettes. But really, they're trying to ban them as well. Um, and this was, as of the day we're recording, this was five days ago. So nothing's okay. actually happened yet. He said that the products were going to be off the market until they went through some approval by the FDA. Oh, so that's what yeah. this woman was posting, is that they need to submit applications, mm-hmm. I guess, perhaps proof of what... They're actually including yeah. in these cartridges. But it's like day late and a dollar short, guys. Like, what the fuck? Why would you not have demanded in order for something to go on the market? I mean, consider... Okay, I'm going to take this and relate this to a wine thing, right? Oh, okay. So in France, and I believe in Italy, mm-hmm. you have to 100% put forward... Because I know in Italy, for a fact, in order for anything to be imported... In order to get those like stickers, those DOC or DOCG labels mm-hmm. on there, you have to put in an application and put in every piece of information about your fucking wine. Otherwise, you are not allowed to sell it. And that's wine. And that's wine. Granted, alcohol is another drug. I will not deny yeah, that. Yeah, but that's not why they do that. No. They do that because they want to maintain quality. Exactly. But to some extent, and we know this just based on you know the market, market here... There's some shit-ass wine that's on the shelves, okay? It doesn't matter. It's not going to kill you, though. It's not going to... I mean, it shouldn't. Although, technically, we don't know everything that's in it. Yeah, but still. We could probably benefit from having those requirements that they do in Italy. However, to your point, and to what we've found in this information that's available, is that there are so many extra things that are added. I remember learning about this with cigarettes. 
And it's only worse, I think. Um, one of the, okay, let me see this. There is, there was a pediatrician for, pediatrician, sorry, but for People magazine. Uh (laughs) Her name's Dr. Elizabeth uh, Murray. Okay. So she said that nicotine is very present in vaping liquid. Um, She also said that many parents don't know that nicotine can be absorbed through the skin from the vapor as well. Oh, wow. So if you're vaping, if you're puffing it out, right, you're blowing it out. Because the whole article was with respect to, you know, is vaping really safer for parents to do at home with their children? No. Well, yes, thank you. (laughs) It should be (laughs) Captain Obvious here, but it's apparently not. Yeah. And so she was saying that while you're not exposing to your children to the toxic substances inside of the cigarette smoke, they are still being exposed to dangerous chemicals that are part of the vapor that you are breathing out. Not to mention that 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 liquid that's in the cartridge, less than half of a teaspoon. Consider how tiny that is. Mm-hmm. It's like a couple shakes or splashes of like hot sauce or something. I know. That's like nothing. Yeah. It can be fatal if ingested by a child. The cartridges are childproof, but that does not preclude... We've heard stories about exploding devices. Could you imagine if a child was handling the device and it exploded? Don't you remember when they said you can't... Like when they were on the planes and they were exploding? Yes! Mm -hmm. They should go away is what we're saying. Yeah. Either that or they need to be like significantly regulated so we know what's in them. So they're not causing these illnesses. I mean, <clears throat> I guess you could take it back to the whole like Joe Cool for camel cigarettes, yeah. right? So he definitely was acting like a cool fucking dude. And it was very appealing to the younger demographics. So that, you know, inadvertently picked up a lot of smokers in at a younger age. Here, we still find that behaviors of adults, probably even more so, because how often do you see a small child now, like a toddler, mm-hmm. pick up a block, put it to their ear like a phone? Oh, because they, yeah, you're Cause right. Because that's what it looks like now. It just yeah. looks like a rectangle. Right. So everything that's a rectangle is a phone to it's them. It's a phone. And so they pick up these behaviors so early on that it's it is. It should be no surprise that when you, as an adult, then bring vaping in, and even now that they that vaping exists, you feel a little bit better about vaping inside of your home as opposed to when you were smoking cigarettes and you right. were like forced to go outside in the cold or whatever in order to get your fix. So this Dr. Murray um, also said, and I fully support what she how she describes this. As parents, our actions matter because they are what our children see from us day in and day out. If we vape, then our children will want to try it too. Especially because they have those amazing flavors that you described. Bubblegum, mango, cotton candy, like crazy shit like that. So of I course, guess menthol is a very popular one, popular one among the kids as well. Wow. It's just incredible because we were seeing, so there was a senator, one of the Illinois senators, um, Dick Durbin, wrote like an opinion piece for CNN. It starts by describing, you know, his experience with like his father who died of, you know, complications. I think he had lung cancer um, and he was basically just like by his bed. And at one point, it's actually really sad because when you, 
when he was describing the situation, he goes, I remember being young and going to visit my dad in the hospital. And he would be like, can you stand further away because you're blocking or you're taking my oxygen? Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He went on in this opinion piece to describe back uh, in the 90s this campaign for tobacco-free kids, which literally went after and tried to attack the big tobacco companies, okay? Um, And so there was a tobacco master settlement agreement in 1998 where protecting children was a key element. And so because of that, they found that there was a, a, what I would consider to be drastic in terms of the percentage of youth smokers. So in 98, it was, um, I'm sorry, so I don't know what it was in 98. In 2001, it was 28% of youth smokers. And I would, I would venture to say that's probably between the age of 12 and 17. To less than 8% in 2019. Wow. Or perhaps 2018. But now we've seen that in the last year, and this this cites the information that we found before, there's been 78% increase in high school students vaping and 48% in middle school students. That is so much for one year. How is that possible? I don't know. I mean, granted, I will say this, like in terms of statistics, we've talked about this before, everything with a bit of a grain of salt. Yeah, but still. Only because like if you come down to 8%, so then if it's an increase of 48%, so you're roughly saying that... There's maybe 12% of middle school students that vape. That is still significant because they're fucking 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. We're talking the ages of 12 to 14. My question is, is who's buying this? For them? them? Like high school students, a lot of them have their own jobs. Like maybe they buy it themselves. Well, I'm curious if people are actually IDing. I mean, today when I bought this wine, I didn't get ID'd. Now, I am choosing not to be upset about that fact. Also because I had a rewards card at Total Wine. But, but you I'm know, it's like, like a sixth grader, where are they getting money to buy e-cigarettes? Well, did you get an allowance? Like if you did your chores? I don't remember. I know I did. I mean... I also, I started babysitting when I was young. I've been still, babysitting since I was like 14, 15. And still, then, your parents control your money at that point. Not mine. I don't know. I mean, they control my bank account. But when I would get money from babysitting or something, I would I would get to keep some of it and then I'll put some of it in the bank. In so, sixth grade you went to the bank by yourself and no 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 there. but I'm saying that I would keep half of like my babysitting yeah. or like when I was that age I think I used to water plants for one of my neighbors. Okay. And I would dog sit or something like that. Right. So you know I'd get like ten bucks here, twenty bucks there, things like that. So I would keep half of it and the other half would go to the bank. Still. And my mom would come with me to go do a deposit. Still, it's such a large increase. You have to wonder, where are they getting the money to buy this? Well, I Sarah, I think this is leading to a different podcast ah. uh, topic, but I would say that, ooh, this is really a, this is a sensitive subject, but I think that kids feel entitled, mm-hmm. and I think that their parents provide them with more, you know, what's the word? Leisure spending money. Are you trying to say that kids get away with more these days? Yeah, and I'm trying to say that their parents just give them money because they ask for it and they're like, I don't want to fucking deal with it. I was at Starbucks today. It's like a whole fucking middle school classroom walked into Starbucks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? I saw one girl get three venti frappuccinos. She drank two of them. What? 
The other one was for, yeah, I swear to God. And I was like, where do you get that money? Because that that's had a lot cost, of calories. I know. Besides that though, that's at like six bucks a drink. Are you curious now? You're looking up calories. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, it's like kids are like, oh, I need some money. And their parents like give them, it's, I'm sure it's more than that, but. Because they also have 510 calories. That's just the liquid that does not include the, the all the whipped cream that's on top and the drizzle. I mean, and it's a kid? Middle school. Yeah, like that's probably their, I mean, that's most of the calories for the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I will not make any other comments than that, but it, but it solidifies what we're trying to talk about. Like, where do the kids get the money? They obviously get the money from their parents or somewhere else. And yeah. so if they can afford to go to Starbucks, they can afford to buy these freaking cartridges. And I would, I 66 bet 66 grams of sugar. Dude, don't even. Don't. Another podcast. Save it for another day. <sighs> anyway. I do think that, you know, the older siblings, older kids, I there's probably a bullying aspect, but I think that they are also, there's probably dealers if you consider. Uh, maybe, you might be right. You know? And it's like some kids who have an 18-year-old or older sibling or something and can get their hands on it, or in the instance of you know, some other people that I know, like they're young kids, but they look so much older. And so these places probably don't even bother to ID. I mean, is there a lim- is there an age limit for e-cigarettes? 18? Just like cigarettes? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I would assume so. I mean, it's, I would assume so. Hmm. But I, I do think that there is... Yeah, I guess it is 18. Yeah. But there's online stores. Shut the front door. Oh, are you serious? But they have to have a credit card then. Well, I wouldn't put it past society today. Right, exactly. Oh, that makes me so angry, that picture that just showed up. Anyway, okay. This is really an epidemic. And I mean, this is a problem, It's more addictive the more they they smoke it. And And then this is, it's almost like become a gateway to cigarettes. But why would they even need to have cigarettes? I don't know, because they're mo- more likely to try other forms of smoking once they oh, start I mean, this. Yeah. So, like, then maybe they're going to smoke pipes. Maybe then they're going to smoke cigarettes. Maybe then they're going to smoke weed. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's true. Especially, but I think that once they start vaping, I would I would bet you that the majority of people just continue with that because they can change their flavors. It's much more, um, I guess, customizable, if you will, versus cigarettes, which are just, you know... But I think also because they're so young and their brains are developing, probably they're more vulnerable to becoming addicted. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm sure that like centers of addiction or center for addiction would um, fully support that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terrible. I simply cannot believe this. But not the wine. No. The wine's not terrible. I like the wine. <laughs> do you like it? I do like it. I mean, I feel like I just keep, I'm like, yes. I do think this should be chilled for any of you who mm. are um, looking to get a bottle of this and try it out. And I encourage you to. Yeah, it's gotten a little warmed up, but yeah, it's I definitely. Think, 
you want to keep it chilled. I think it definitely is the best tasting when it's chilled. Super chilled. Mm -hmm. Toss in the freezer for 20 minutes. Put in the fridge for like an hour or so. It is it is pleasant. <laughs> Lovely, would you Lovely. say? Lovely. No, it's really good. Um, I, I dig it. And I don't gen- I tend to not drink a t- bunch of French wine. So I'm happy with this find. Yeah, and you got a steal. Uh, 20 bucks? Yeah. Compared to the 30 I was looking at. Yes, I consider that a deal. And from one of the main Pouilly, Fouché. Gilles Blanchette. I like it. Je m'appelle Claude. Your French is amazing. <laughs> Wait, this is the first part or the second part? All of it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well. This was lovely. This was, I'm sorry. This was a good topic, and I'm really happy that we paired this wine with it. You know, we went on a little rant, but I think that many people would also agree with what we found and well, what we think about we'll all this. We'll see what happens. We might they might be off the shelf soon or there might be a significantly different version on the shelf. So Well, I pray that the present version is off the shelves very soon. And I pray that next time when something comes onto the market or is about to come onto the market, the FDA has the fucking brains and the CDC has the brains to to put something solid out there at the beginning. Because you can't say, oh, we're just not going to talk about it. We're just going to brush it under the rug yeah. and just wait and see what happens. Look at what look what happens when that occurs. I could carry on for a long time, but maybe, we won't. Maybe We're gonna... we should just drink more wine to make things. <laughs> to make it go away. To make it go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right. Well, how about until next time? Until next time, don't smoke. You can drink some wine. Yeah. You can drink some smoky wine. Some smoked yeah. Sauvignon Blanc. Just kidding. They don't smoke it. it. But it's, anyway. It's not that It's so smoky. good. It's very delicious. It's good. All right. Well, All right. cheers, DB peeps. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers from the girls of DBP.